Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast at Snaps, Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, noon Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Welcome in. If it looks like I have a big cheesy grin on my face, it's because I do. It's for, it's for a couple of reasons. Uh, first off, I love doing the show every day. You you know this. There's no better outlet for my juvenile humor and college football takes than what you are watching right now. But the greater part of why I'm smiling is that you are now watching once again on the Snaps Alone YouTube channel on the the Snaps Only, our official Snaps YouTube channel. Shout out to the volume for making this show happen. But I love now that we have our own little ecosystem where we can all hang out and there's nothing else that's going to bug you. So what I need from you, if you're listening, if you enjoy the show, you don't have to if you don't, but if you enjoy the show, like the post, subscribe to the channel, and hit the bell for notifications. We're going to be really annoying about this. We want to help grow the show and show to our bosses that people love it. Uh, I'm one of the hosts of Snaps. We talk college football every day here. I'm T-Bob Abier, and I'm joined, as always, by QB1. Fresh off some body work, Aaron Murray. How we feeling, bud? Mm, Feeling limber and ready to go for golf at the end of the week. Uh, Snaps, YouTube channel presented by The Volume. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Is that okay? See, look. Come right. That's why that guy's in the booth, right? That's why that guy's in the booth. Succinct to the point. Well, I'll never make a booth. No fluff. I'm I'm, I'm overly verbose. Verbose. I'm wordy. I waste time. Uh, But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive right in here in a second. I do agree with Jude McLaren though. Best CFB podcast. Real ones. No, that's right, dog. That's right. Let's do it. Um. All right. We got a lot to get to today. This is the other reason why I'm very excited because if you have listened to Snaps, especially the fall, you've heard me reference blue chip ratio uh, probably to an annoying degree. This is Bud Elliott who works for 247 Sports. I think he has a really big Florida State podcasting. Him and Cannell do a show together as well. But um, but he came up with this. And I think he's looked at about 20 years of data at this point and really since the recruiting rankings started to take off. And basically uh, a blue chip, prospect is a four or a five star the blue chip ratio is the percentage of your roster that is made up of four and five stars and in the modern era since they started tracking again we got almost two decades worth of data here there has never been a national Mm -hmm. champion aaron that was not above the 50 percent threshold right so it's fascinating 
When you look at these numbers and you see the ratios on these teams, first off, it tells us who's actually eligible to win a championship. Every now and then, a team sneaks into the playoff from the outside looking in, but you saw what happened when you're under 50% for 77, like Georgia was last year. Yep. You saw Georgia TCU. Yep. So I'm not saying you can't make the playoff. This is not a good metric for individual games, but this will tell you, A, who's actually capable of winning a championship, and it'll be a great range finder for who we should be praising and who we should be shitting on, right? Who is yep. overachieving, who is underachieving. And then we're also going to get to uh, some other stuff today. Some players maybe going to hold out of NCAA. We'll, we'll, we'll get, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to all that. Okay. Aaron, um, as we start this conversation, I'm going to throw it to you in a second. I want our audience to remember one thing though, when you're talking about recruiting, remember the recruiting golden rule. Okay. It does not matter in the micro it absolutely matters in the macro. What I mean about that, a single recruit, a five-star, can go boomer buster at any time, right? You, you never quite know. Talent evaluation sucks. So, like, yep. just because you get one guy doesn't mean anything. But when you look at class rankings and when you look at this chart, um, it's no surprise that all the best teams in the country are also yep. the teams at the top of the chart because in the macro, in the aggregate, it is a great indicator because, well, mm -hmm. you're just more talented than the other team. So, bro, yep. flash up the chart here. And this comes from 247 Sports, Bud Elliott. And Aaron, I want you to give me your, uh, like, what jumps off the page when you see this image? I just, you know where I'm going to go first is Georgia. I can't believe Georgia's at 77%. I, I thought they would be significantly higher just the fact that, that the way Kirby is recruited over the past five years. I mean, it just seems like it's always four and five star guys, always a top three or four class, a couple of number one cl classes sprinkled in there. So I thought they would have been significantly higher than that. Uh, but the rest of this doesn't. 77 high though. 77 is very high. No, no, obviously you, high. It's the third highest, but like you're telling yes. me there's a, th like the, the Alabama was recruited that much better. Like they have that much, that many more blue chippers on their roster um, I guess number wise, I think that's another question too, is like, I want to know with this whole thing is how many players are on Alabama's roster compared to Georgia's roster? Is there a difference that kind of throws the numbers off a little bit? Could they possibly be closer? Because it's hard for me to look at Georgia's roster right now and say that Alabama is 13% better when it comes to blue chippers in Georgia. Would you, would you agree with that? So I, okay. I, I would say this, um, Brandon, the exotic barber says, I think they should count transfers out of the program and in the program. So right before the season starts, they will revisit this and they will do that. Yep. But up to this point, they've already done that. Like, like the numbers you are seeing yep. include all of the spring transfers. This is not looking yeah. at recruiting classes. This is looking at the roster as it stands currently. Um, and we got to remember, Alabama just put together an even better class than the A&M one that we celebrated so hard, right? Mm -hmm. So they just had, they were already last year, and I've got last year's charts pulled up on mine. Uh, Alabama was already at 90% last year, and then they got yeah. a record-setting class. So, of course, they remained right there. Ohio State had a pretty nice jump. They were at 78%. They jumped up to 85 But if you're a Georgia Bulldog fan, instead of getting upset, you probably feel good because the Bulldogs ratio last year, 77%. Okay. Exactly. Mm. Kirby Smart has this thing steady as she goes. He, knows. he is right down the yep. line. No wobble, no transfer. You need a couple it, humble three. Yeah. You need a couple like yes, humble. You do. Uh, two and three star guys that kind of just like the Lad McConkeys of the word, world. You know, those guys that show up to campus. You know, I actually talked to Lad the other day. And, and, and part of it was about, you know, kind of his untold story in the sense of, you know, his motivation, you see all these four and five star guys getting all the reps yep. and you kind of know that, yeah, I got to maximize my few opportunities I get, whether it's in a game or in practice to go out there and earn, earn a starting job. So now, you know, you're going to get lads best every single day of practice. You're going to get his best every single game because in the back of his mind, the thought is they'll replace me at any moment with a five star. So you do, you need a mm -hmm. couple of those you know, guys that, that, that are going to raise the level of work ethic because of that no. chip on their shoulder by being a two or three star. It's a good it, thing. It, no, it certainly is interesting, right? Because uh, I'm, I'm very tempted to be cynical here and be like, what are you, what are you talking about? You don't need Rudy's. Give me the all-stars. But do. when you look, couple, Ohio State, Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia really 
the big three are outliers on this list. Like nobody's even really close, especially Ohio State and Alabama. And yet, what happened to Ohio State the last couple of years? Soft. They got bullied mm -hmm. by Michigan because they weren't tough enough. What happened to Alabama? Yeah, they have all the talent in the world, but they seem to have lost some of that edge. What does Kirby Smart say about the Bulldogs? They're willing to eat off the fucking floor, okay? So right mm -hmm. now, Smart has been able to maintain that edge, and maybe it is with a couple of kind of hand-picked Gruden grinders, if you will, versus just the, uh, the, the, the pure superstars. That said... I always want more, right? I always want to be higher on this yep. list because it just, quite frankly, gives me a better chance of winning. So, um, yeah. Okay, anyone here, on that list that surprised you? Is there anyone on that list that when you saw her, like, oh, I thought some, I thought they would have been on there for sure? Well, I will say this. The 90% for Alabama jumps off the screen. Um, that is yes. absurd. There's no way that nine of 10 players should be four or five stars. It's, it's, it's just unreal. Uh, the big three certainly jump off the screen. Bama, Ohio State, Georgia. Yeah. Why are they top three every year? Look right here. Uh, Aaron, maybe yep. in that 13% gap you're referencing between the Tide and the Dogs, maybe that's where some of the ESPN analytics earlier this year that you couldn't square with, maybe that's where some of that is yeah, coming in yeah, potentially. Yeah. Also, kind of crazy how much shit we're talking about, Bama, when you look at a chart like this. So we'll we'll yes. see. Uh, yep. But what jumps off the page to me, because I'm like uh, basically a charter member of the college football haters ball. Hate, 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 hate. Uh, I'm looking at all the people that are just failing fucking mightily. Texas A&M, fourth on the list at 73%. And what did they go last year? What was their final record? Was it five, five and, seven. and seven? Not even bowl mm -hmm. eligible? Or, I mean, are you kidding me? Had they not been LSU, would have finished tied for dead last in the SEC, and yet you have the fourth most talented team in the country? That is akin to a war crime. That is a college football war crime. It's just that Jimbo Fisher is so well protected in his gilded halls that you can't actually get to him. Um, Texas and Oklahoma. To be at 70%. When there's not even another Big 12 team on the list. And to do what they did last year, which I believe finished six, seven, eight, and five, I want to say, um, that's pathetic. It's it's indefensible and inexcusable. This chart is why I'm so hard after Steve Sarkeesian. And then, so to a lesser extent, kind of like the poor man's version of the Texas Oklahoma thing mm -hmm. here, um, Florida and Miami being this high yep. up. And being as bad as they are, another interstate rival, two very talented teams that were just absolute shit last year. So some of the teams, and, and then on the flip side of that, Aaron, like, again, they're all underachieving. Then I look at Michigan, 54%, and yet beating the hell out of those four stars up there at Ohio State. And you're like, okay, you have to credit Jim Harbaugh and the culture that he's created at Michigan. Yeah, you do. You they've 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 changed it around, and I will come to the defense of Miami and Florida a little bit, where you know I always I always use the phrase, and a lot of people do, like it's it's not about the X and O's, but the Jimmies and the Joes. Like you, you go to what you've talked about. You amass enough of these big time players, most likely you're going to win football games. If I just line up and I'm bigger, faster, stronger than you. I'm going to whip your ass. This is a mono versus mono. This is a I line up as a receiver against a DB, offensive lineman versus a defensive lineman, linebacker versus a tight end. Who's going to win those individual matchups? You have enough of those guys on your team. You're probably going to win the game. But it also does come down to coaching just a smidgen. Okay. Like we, we, we joke yeah. about the X's and O's and Jimmy's and Joe's. But like if you do have coaches that can figure out ways to put you in the situation to have success, moving a tight end around, putting a star receiver in the slot, um, yeah. you know, the, the training techniques, like all of that does go into account too. So my defense here to Florida, Miami, just a little bit here because they are more talented than what their record showed last year is the fact that they are brand new coaches last year, maybe coaches that are unproven, especially Florida at the power five level, a coach that you think is a big time fraud at Miami who may not be a great coach. So Take before we start dousing the program or dousing the players of you know you were overrated coming out of high school. Let's also do the little bit of the nurture, you know, mentality okay, okay. a little bit too of where 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 who are they being taken care of by and and not saying so, you know for in a shithole right now, but first year head coach in the Power Five, I give them a little bit of grace. Okay, so you're right. Okay, I, I obviously give Billy Napier more grace than Mario Christopher. Okay, because yes. 
Billy Napier actually succeeded in his previous head coaching spots. Mark Chris Fraud kind of has. Um, I mean, I, I guess I'm going out of my way to kind of just like hand wave away his Oregon um, time, which you is a little intellectually system. dishonest, but he doesn't really do anything great. Though. He didn't do anything that every other Oregon coach hasn't done recently. Like if you go to Oregon, you trip and fall into a 10-win season basically at this point. Um, no, and I want to be clear, and I'm not coming at the players. I'm coming solely at the coaches. Like the players are what they are. The aggregate is what it is. This shows you that on average, Texas and Oklahoma are at least, because I don't know where the other big 12 teams even rank. So we'll just say at least 20% yep. more talented than their big 12 opponents. And yet they're getting their ass kicked. That's inexcusable. Okay. Brent Vittables, I'll give you a little bit of grace because it's year one as well. But Sark and Krista Fraud, mm -mm -mm. Jimbo, no. I love I love the question. Biggest war criminal uh, as well here in the chat. Captain Spartan no forces as a Louisville fan. Screw Kentucky. Go Tigers. Already singing Colin Baton Rouge. Also, uh, thanks for Aaron. Recommend Q39 Barbecue in Kansas City. The burnt ends hey. were amazing. Hell yeah, wow. dude. And he says, very lastly, very, very good. another $5 super chat. What y'all think about Big Ten uh, kicking Rutgers out for Stanford? Besides men's basketball, they're better in every sport and they're smarter. Um, I Okay, so on the first one, fuck yeah, go Tigers, beat Kentucky, road to Omaha, let's go. By the way, if Hayden Travinsky hits a three-run home run this year for LSU, I will be here with a mustache and soul patch only next week. I don't mm. like it, but this is what being a local radio man is when you have to make bets on there. Secondly, I don't give a damn about Rutgers, and I feel very bad if there's any Rutgers fans listening, though there's probably not because I only think there's like no. 100 to 200 Rutgers mm -hmm. football fans actually in existence. So if like if you're asking me, sure, fuck yeah, I would take Stanford over Rutgers if I was the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, big shout out, though. Yes, obviously I'm taking Stanford too. Like kick their ass out, add some more West Coast teams, get Washington get Oregon, get Stanford, get, I don't know, Cal, whatever. Just add those add those four teams and, and all will be well in the world. Um, a big shout out though, because I don't know, do you have this from last year? Because this is impressive. For for USC last year, yep. and we dogged them for like how bad the defense is. The defense is so bad. The defense is so bad. Mm -hmm. to, to, to do what they did, to be essentially a game away from making the playoffs as being a team that was under – 50%. They were and not now on that the they've list. Kind of gone over that 50% yep. mark at 52% right now. How much are you kind of wishing that you were back on that petite Trojan gang and, and not with your stupid corn hub? Okay, okay, okay. Well, timeout, timeout. I'm allowed one mm -hmm. loyalty per power five. Okay. So Big Ten were corn boys. You already know this. Oh, wow. But, wow. but, 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 Pac 12, Pac 12, shout out corn hub. Subscribe now. Like it, subscribe. Um, I got some great videos going up on the hub later. Wait until you see what I did with this cob of corn. It was a big corn cob as well. Um, but uh, in the Pac-12, though, even though I really like USC, it's Washington for me this year. They're just way more likable. I love Penix power. The Penix pump's going to be going on all year long. I have yet to decide on a Big 12 team. I have yet to decide on an ACC team. Texas. Uh, yep. Texas. Uh, Florida State. Texas. Texas? Texas, you want Texas. you want me just do it. Never Texas, just do it. Bob, just to actually do it. cheer. Okay, you're right, dude. You're right, dude. No, you're you're, you're, you're right. Here we go, baby. They need you. Get the we fuck go. out of here. We go, Horns down. We go, Trojan boys to Texas, right there. Nice and easy for you. Yeah, you know what? You hey, combine the two. What do you get? You get the shocker. Okay, because that's what happens when you cheer for USC in Texas. You're parentally disappointed. Okay, once again. Juvenile sexual, you'll end you into a side. Um, you have really hit on something here with USC, Aaron, because not only uh, does USC become the only new team added to the blue chip ratio mix, there were 15 teams last year, there's 16 teams this year. But if we look in the past, the lowest mm -hmm. ever uh, percentage national champions were 2013 Florida who won a national championship with just 53%, and 2016 Clemson, who won a national championship with 52%. How do you think that what, – what's the common denominator that those two teams have? Elite quarterback play. 
Bam. Okay. And now Bam. we got USC right there, yep. 52%, and a better quarterback maybe even than Jameis yep. and Deshaun Watson. So mm-hmm. USC feels very well positioned to make a push here. I, I'm 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 sipping the cooler now, and they're on fire at the moment. There's another article that came out today about USC kind of starting to really feel like the USC of the early 2000s, the Pete Carroll USC, where they're recruiting across the country. They are starting to own the state of California a little bit more. They're obviously winning or competing for championships on that side in year one. They got Heisman winning quarterbacks. Like this feels like the beginning of something really, really good. Like I don't think that all of a sudden year two, USC kind of peaked in year one, and all of a sudden you may see a little bit of a dip in year two. I'm I'm sipping it. Like you you know I was sipping it last year with with the Petit Trojan boys. I firmly believe you're going to see a team now that is is just a little bit better on defense, that could be even better on offense, is going to be right there as one of the final four teams at the end of the season. Even when um, I think we had a little poll in our in our group chat the other day, I had him as one of my final four. So yeah, they are now putting together a complete roster on both sides of the football. And I think this is just beginning. I think next year you're going to see that team start to creep up to even probably high 50s, low 60s with the way they're recruiting at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the momentum is, you're right, the momentum is massive. Like, this is the beginning, not the ceiling for USC. I fully expect USC to eventually uh, break into the kind of, the elite of the elite is the 70% threshold. I mean, last year you only had the big three above 70% after transfers were taken into account. Uh, This year it seems like a few more have managed to sneak in, but I think SC will eventually Mm -hmm. get there. Um, Other things – oh, but but one thing that does jump out, and and I think Jude McLaren Sharp here in the chat right on it, says Dan Lanning versus Lincoln is going to be fun to watch. And unless I'm wrong, I don't think I'm seeing – actually, Miami – had a had maybe the biggest jump on here because after transfer last year they actually dropped down to 49 they're back up to 61 percent now but look at oregon okay oh no i apologize mm-hmm. excuse me i'm wrong oregon was 56 percent last year they're now at 67 an Ooh. 11 point percentage jump for oregon dan lanning making that roster significantly better in a short amount of time. So he too is powering up at the same time that USC. He too has an elite returning quarterback. We could be crowning the Trojans maybe a little too early on here. What what was what was AM last year with after that major recruiting class? Because obviously a lot of those guys have left this offseason. I mean, that that elite class that Jimbo brought in a year ago, I mean, kind of has disappeared a little bit. Do you have their numbers from what they were last year? Have yeah, AM uh, was AM was 69% post transfers. Oh, so no, they they've better. actually gone up. Yeah, they've gone up uh a little bit. Um because I I, I mean hmm, I'm yeah. trying to think about what the exact reasoning would be. They lost a lot of guys, but they still had, you know, top five class after top five class. So yeah. I'm just guessing that they still, you know, even after losing guys, they were just still chock full of four and five stars. And maybe you had like some three stars transfer out as well that we didn't talk about as much. But no, AM's fourth in the country right now. What yeah. about this? Clemson kind of jumps off this page, coming in at fifth. Does this, it? Like, as, Does as, it? as well. What's the well, Because there? I thought the whole argument, I thought the what? whole argument with Clemson is that they don't have the, the horses anymore. I mean, that's no. what you're always telling me. They don't have the weapons. Well, they don't have the receivers. Yes. Like, yeah. once again, just just because you recruited four and five star guys doesn't mean they're going to be four and five star guys. And you're going to have dips at certain positions every now and then where you take two or three receivers in, in a couple classes and maybe you just whiff on all three of them. And, and they're just good, not great. I think the problem with Clemson is they were so elite at that position. Like for, for a long mm-hmm. time, Clemson and quarterback play, Clemson and receiver play was was some of the tough, the best we've ever seen. Same with Alabama. I mean, Alabama took a massive dip last year at the receiving position too. And I would say probably 90% of the teams would have loved to have Alabama's receivers. I would say probably the majority of teams in college football would have loved to have Clemson receivers last year. It's just from their standard of excellence for Clemson wideouts, it was a massive drop. Once again, not saying the guys are bad. It's just there, there's no 
Hopkins or um, Sammy Watkins. Like there wasn't any of those guys that were first rounders, difference makers. Give me a bubble screen. Watch me take it to the house. So yes, they may be four stars. They're not first rounders. There, there's a little bit of a gap there. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you agree with this comment from Nick Talent? Clemson is just a great QB away from being in the playoffs. Their schedule allows them to be in playoff every year with a good QB. Um, I mean, I don't know, Aaron. You look around at this list. You know what else I don't see on this list? Another ACC mm-hmm. team. I don't see Florida State. Yeah, I'm surprised I don't FSU. See North Carolina. That's the one that surprised me a little bit. Florida State was the one that jumped to me when I looked at this. It's like, wow, I'm a little bit surprised that that brand and that state and kind of how I feel like they should recruit and have recruited – that they're not over that 50% mark. Also, uh, Clemson, a 10% jump as well. 
So pretty damn good for them. LSU with a 9% jump. They get into 71%. So expectations remain rightfully high for the Tigers, as they should. Um, Mm -hmm. But it is weird to, again, again, one of the things that I keep coming back to, I feel like this is, uh, like if you were fortune-telling, I feel like this is some sort of dark omen when it comes to Alabama, where we've been shitting on them. We've been saying they're going to go 10-2. and They're losing there. And they They should. They should. They lost all their production. They They lost their quarterback. They lost all their coaches. But they still have the main foundation of college football, what is just bigger faster stronger guys 90 percent here um i guess the only thing i'm saying is even as much shit as i've talked about alabama be wary of taking them too lightly because obviously this team's potential is as high as any others no no one will take alabama lightly like everyone knows nick saban's still the head coach everyone still knows that you know they are littered with four and five star guys like i don't think like LSU is going to go into Tuscaloosa next year saying, oh, we're going to go beat their ass because they don't have Bryce Young at quarterback or Will Anderson at defensive end. Like These guys, you have to understand, these guys have competed against each other and have known each other for for years now. I mean, what did you do? Maybe you didn't do as much as I did, but like, what did you do when you were getting recruited? You were looking at the 24-7s, at the ESPNs, at the rivals and kind of yeah. saying like, okay, here's all the top guys. Where are they yeah. going? And they're all seeing these guys go to Alabama. What, what were you? What were you? You ranked, know dude? they're what loaded. Were what were you ranked? I was pretty high. It's pretty high. Pretty high. Oh, really? Depends what on what? What's like? Oh, okay, really? Because uh, I, I was the number okay. two center in the country, bitch. Woo! So you looked at yeah. too, but you know because you faced these guys and you've watched them closely in high school as a player, you know that they're stacked. So like, no one is taking them lightly. I will say this, they were the same last year as they were this year when it comes to the talent, the number of four or five stars, the percentage of blue chippers. But just like I talked about them at the receiver and just like I talked about Clemson at the receiving position, they're missing the big one. And what's the big one in today's game? It's the quarterback spot. That's that's the issue. Like That is, it's not that True. they don't have a bunch of four and five star guys at, at offensive line and True. defensive line and linebacker and, and the secondary. It's the fact that in today's game, the position you need to ball out the most is not there this year. So, and so experience then, so then, a little bit too. I think there's a little so bit then, of an experience factor. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, um, so then there's, and by the way, uh, me being the number two center just proves how, again, and the micro recruiting is fucking pointless. Because I think like both Clint Bowling and David Andrews, names that you Georgia fans should be very familiar with, were like three stars and everybody thought they were nothing. And then they went to both to be like badass NFL players for like a decade, basically yeah. a piece. <laughs> um, but with that quarterback thing in mind, Aaron, I mean, come on, Sark. Come on, Sark. You got the 70%. You got the returning quarterback in Quinn Ewers. He clearly is the guy. There's no Arch Manning threat. None of that bullshit you saw coming out nope. of spring. Quinn Ewers is clearly a cut above. Sark has to win the Big 12. I know you like yep. Oklahoma too, but Sark has to. And really, they should be beating yep. Oklahoma. If, if, if Brent Venables doesn't win 10 games this year, he's not it, coach. If Sark doesn't win 10 games this year, that's fireable. In my opinions, these are the standards that these teams should be held to with the talent that they have amassed. Yeah, I'm. I'm with Texas. I'm with both. I mean, and then you. I think you said it earlier. Like the difference is is significant. It's not like these guys are in the 70s and there's a couple right behind them that are that are nipping at the heels. Like, what is the next most talented team in the Big 12? Oklahoma State. Maybe TCU's done a good job on on the transfer portal list, but like none of these teams can sniff their jock straps when it comes to the amount of talent that they have. Four or five star guys, like you line up, yeah. you, you you see those two teams take off the uniforms, take out the colors, and you have those two teams walk out of a bus, and you get the rest of the pack Big Twelve to walk out of a bus. You'd say there's no chance. There's no chance. They're bigger. They're faster. They look better. So then, then, yeah. then it does come. I agree with you. It does come that coaching. So I, I don't think Sark's Sark seats a little bit hotter. I think I think nine games keeps him alive. Um, you don't want to fire him after nine win season heading into the SEC. If yeah, yeah. Why would you? Wins, Why would you? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
All Sark does is win nine games. Remember, Steve Sarkeesian does not have a 10-win season anywhere on his resume as a head coach. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find the guy that has gotten more major jobs or gotten paid more money to never even have a double-digit win in college football. Um, I think Notre Dame looks really strong here. 65% independent. Um, I want to say, they. I mean, Notre Dame always has a tough schedule. I was going to say they probably got a pretty tough schedule. But, like, I think Notre Dame, the more I think about it, we were doing that list. Did I put Notre Dame on my four playoff team list? I mean, I have questions offensively, certainly, and how they're going to replace Tommy Reese. But, like, I <sighs> Notre Dame might. I, 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 I kind of like them to have a bit more of a chance. What? Don't let Polly get. Don't let Polly get into your mind. I think they're. Uh, so. I, think they're I think they're top fifteen. I, I just don't think they have the horses on the outside. I think which team do based on their schedule they play Ohio State and Notre Dame and I don't know where they play USC. I still think USC is more talented. They play. I got it right here. Okay, them. so they play USC at home October fourteenth. So both teams will have time to come into their own. They'll play Ohio State two weeks before that. Excuse me, a month roughly, three weeks before that. Both at home. September 23rd Both at, at home. home. Both at home. Both at home. Get one of those two, and you're probably in the playoff. Yeah, but then you have to go uh, to Clemson. Go, you got to go at Clemson. Shit. Yeah. Yes. Mm. God, That's USC really does challenge themselves. Like You can hate on them. All, excuse me. Yeah. Notre Dame really does challenge themselves schedule-wise. You, you can yeah. hate on them all yeah. they want, but like because they're not in a conference. But, I mean, not one many group, teams five have teams. three – yeah, 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 only two, exactly, right? SEC, take notes, you fucking bums. But not many teams have a big three opponents that would match up with the Irish's uh, Ohio State, USC, and Clemson. I mean, that's yeah. insanity. In fact, that's – I mean, let's go back to our chart here. Is that three of the – yeah, it's three of the top five. Um, yeah. So – or no, no, that's not true. USC's down 52%. I'm an idiot, whatever. You, you get the point, though. Credit to Notre Dame, yes. 65%, solid job by Marcus Freeman. And then you got to give Jim Harbaugh's roses again um, for for Michigan to be beating Ohio State with that disparity and really just to be beating the shit out of him. Uh, that, mm -hmm. Aaron, is what you're always – it's a culture win, okay? That's yep. the nurture part of it. That's coaching. That's environment. And that's toughness. And that's sometimes what these yep. – Bigger teams fall. And the last thing I'll say, Auburn, they're weird, man. But this is the potential of Auburn, right? They, they're yeah. paying $70 million to coaches that aren't there. They're a laughing stock. Everybody's always clowning them. And yet, here they sit. They've got more NIL money than anybody to spend somehow. And they're right here even with years and years of bad headlines. They are still yep. above the 50% threshold that nobody could seem to get past. So, like, yeah. the, the potential of Hugh Freeze and Auburn remains sky high. Yeah. Auburn's weird, man. I just feel like they're, they're, they're that type of team that every few years, all of a sudden, they have a, a season in which they're contending to win the SEC and they're contending to, to, to possibly be in the playoffs or win a national championship. It's like, how do you, I don't know how you survive as an Auburn fan with all <laughs> the inconsistencies. I mean, even when I was uh, in Georgia, man, it was like, man, they were shit. They were national yeah. champs. Then they were shit for two years. Oh, I know. They and were then so they bad. were back in the natty. So like, they literally, natty, we were beating their ass by 40 points a game the next yep. two years. And then yep. they're, Back in the national championship, the fourth year, it's like how does Auburn, that? Auburn and LSU weird, is a bit man. of this as They're well. Weird. Auburn and LSU yeah. have always reminded me of like, um, like Feast barbarian family, cultures. Well, like barbarian cultures of the past, right? Where I always think about somebody like the Mongols, right? Where these warriors are incredibly powerful, but majority of the time. They're too fucking stupid, and they're just infighting. They're sniping one another. Nobody can get on the same page. They're just like raiding each other's lands, fucking each other's women. But every now and then, you have a warlord yeah. that emerges. And when the Genghis Khan, the Timujin, when the right guy comes along, he unites the clans, and they just fucking sweep over everybody, right? We were talking Game of Thrones earlier. Like, when you have a Cal Drogo at Auburn or LSU, that's – Watch out, okay? That's why yeah, Brian Kelly is so potentially scary. Auburn, at LSU. What? Yeah, I get it for LSU, but LSU has the 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 bigger brand. Like I just don't. 
Auburn to me, it's still in my mind is the redhead stepchild. I mean, yeah, LSU right. is, is LSU. They, they, they own the state. There's talent there. They're going to get the first pick. Like I can see LSU kind of having the highs of the highs of the highs. I just don't, it's hard. It's, it's still amazing to me that we've That's seen true. Auburn get, the, get to those national championship opportunities in the past decade and win and win one. I'm like, they, they don't have the monster brand. They don't. Yeah, it is. I mean, again, it's just weird to me. Chat, LSU's not had the lows that Auburn has because you're right. When no. they, when the bottom falls out, it really um, falls out. Uh, the one team we haven't even mentioned here by name, Penn State, fifty five percent. And I don't yeah. mean to be disrespectful to Nittany Line fans, but it just feels like Penn State's going to go eleven and two. You know. They'll take care of business against everybody. They'll lose to Ohio State and Michigan. They'll play for a New Year's Six Bowl. It'll be like another solid-ass year of Penn State football. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you have Drew any Eller. other thoughts? I'm, no. Okay, I, I am excited on Drew Aller. I, 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 think, I think if there's going to be a year that Penn State maybe wins one of those games, this is, this is the year. You finally have a quarterback that is um, at the same level. I mean, the, the guy they've had in the past couple of years, I'm drawing a blank on his name, good, good leader, but doesn't really push the needle when it comes to Sean Clifford, when it comes to like, yeah. hey, this guy may be the most athletic and most talented quarterback on the field. This year, Penn State will have the most talented quarterback when they face Ohio State and when they face Michigan. Yeah, he's a little bit less experienced than Michigan's quarterback, but when it comes to talent, they finally have the quarterback that's more talented in these matchups. Yeah, I think uh well, yeah, okay. So you think you think uh is it Aller or Alar? How are we saying it? I think it's Aller. Have you ever read King Killer Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss? They always nope. talk about your Alar and how strong your Alar is, and that's how you're like better at the magic that they use. So uh get ready if Penn State is good for a lot of King Killer Chronicles jokes that will only land with about three percent of the listening audience. Uh, but the 3% are going to get a hell of a time out of it. While we're here, guys, I cannot recommend enough the first two King Crow Chronicle books. We've been waiting on the third for about a decade now, but Aaron, I know you're a Harry Potter guy. Uh, my favorite oh, yeah. fantasy I have ever read as an adult, full stop, um, Name of the Wind and Wise Man's Fear. Uh, this okay. is not a magazine. That it's kind, a book. That kind of that kind of fantasy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. No. No. Um, no. That's what Cornhub is for. Okay. Um. Speaking of Jarrell, are you know where he's going to be soon? Down in Thibodeau, Louisiana. Manny Paz. Did yeah, you ever do Manny Paz Academy? Did you go down to the? Uh, dude, I was. Pit? I was. I was one. One. I went one year, and I was counselor of the year. I was the counselor of the year. Yeah. Wow. Was yeah. it because like you were so short that they found you approachable because you were like the same size as wow. them? Yeah, they just thought I was like a normal camper that was just there. <laughs> hey, this kid's good. Where where's we should where's he go to high school? <laughs> um uh wait, but but real talk. Uh give me give me like some manny, take me behind the scenes. What's it like with like uh, Peyton? Because for those that don't know, Thibodeau, Louisiana is Cajun Country, Louisiana. It's at Nickel oh, yeah. State which is a college down here, go Colonels. Um, it's not big. It's not big at all. No. And yet you have like John Gruden and Roxes and Peyton and Eli and Cooper have never missed a camp. Like you have the NFL star of stars suddenly in this random Cajun town, Louisiana. So what's it like when you show up? When I show up, uh, it, it's, they, they love the Mannings. That's for sure. I, I think the one thing that was funny to me I think this was a year after Eli won a Super Bowl. Or Eli won a Super Bowl recently, Ooh. and I think possibly at the time that he actually had more Super Bowl wins than Payne. And yep. obviously, there's three brothers: there's Arch, there's Payne, there's Eli, and they treat Eli like like the little bitch of the family. And it is just so <laughs> funny that they just pick on him and treat him like the little brother. I'm like the dude just won a Super Bowl. There's one more Super Bowl than you. But they're like, hey, Eli, go get us beers. Hey, Eli, go get us a burger. Hey, Eli, go do this. He like, Eli, and I'm just like, damn, bro. Like, you are literally um, no he's respect little, at all. Dude, and just Coop, Cooper, hey, he's right? Brother, Cooper's like, the, the whole dynamic. And Cooper's, Cooper's hilarious. Cooper's on the bars, dancing, drinking. 
uh, my little brother's is, is Cooper Manning too. is like the yeah. funniest. Well, no, no, hold on. It's Cooper, yeah. Peyton, and Eli. Arch is Cooper's yes. son. But um, my my yeah, my little brother who played quarterback yeah. in nickel, so he was a counselor Archie. as well. I meant Archie. Yeah. Archie the father. Oh, Archie. Yeah. Yes, there you go. My bad. Archie. Said that Archie. Cooper Manning's yeah. like, Cooper Manning's one of the funniest, funniest. people a lot. Yeah. The, the life of the party. But but so it is, uh, were you it, it is a Johnny Manziel? It's a lot of drinking. Oh yeah. Uh no, Johnny was a year after. I didn't go the oh. following year. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Um it's a lot of drinking. It's yep. a lot of football. And yep. there's more drinking and more drinking. And you know what's and funny? I, I and, and let's be clear, I do believe that Cajun women are very good looking, but I have never seen so many good-looking people suddenly pop out of a place where they were not previously. Like mm -hmm. I just remember being shocked when I used to go down there in college and go visit my little brother. You're like, oh my god, this is unreal. Um, so going this year from LSU, you got Jane Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer. You got Michael Pratt from Tulane. Here's some local names. Arch Manning's going. Quinn Ewers is going. Drake May, Michael Pinnock, Shadur Sanders, Drew Allard, Jackson Dart. Grayson McCall, Joe Milton. Remember Austin Reed from West Kentucky throws about 7,000 yep. yards a season. John Rice Plumley, Cam Rising, Will Rogers. So, like, Ooh. everybody's there except no yep. Caleb Williams. Citing scheduling mm. concerns. Mm. Bad mm. omen? No. Listen, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner in an NIL era, era uh, he's probably doing a million different things this summer. Like he is Bro, probably Manning's don't play that place. shit. I don't care. Manning's don't play that game. You come uh -huh. kiss the ring or you end up ostracized. Now, I want to uh -huh. say that Archie, public, no, Archie publicly gave him the pass. I, I don't yep. think, you know, he said that he's got scheduling conflicts, but all I'm saying is just, yes. you know, be careful. Caleb Williams. Who's the previous? Who's the kid that, that that who's the kid that didn't go that got a lot of shit past couple of years? That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm trying to remember as well. I just remember talking about the story, and then obviously the Manzel yeah. stuff was a very uh, big deal as yeah, well. But Manzel was it? Will yeah, Levis? Oh, CJ Stroud. Oh, CJ Stroud. Yeah. CJ Stroud skipped out of it. CJ. Yeah. Uh, did it though? We don't know. I mean, he didn't win a Natty, did he? He didn't win a Heisman, mm -hmm. did he? He may not be any good at the he got drafted by the Texans, the worst landing spot out of the bunch. I don't know if it did work out, Aaron. I think that, some Manning voodoo awesome. magic got used against him. If Marvin Harris, if if CJ Stroud shows up in Thibodeau, Marvin Harrison Jr. does not get hurt in the semis. Fucking book ooh, it. Okay. Ooh, the ooh. only show that's going to connect those dots right here. Snaps, like and subscribe. There yeah. we go, boys. Um, um it's a good time. Johnny, Johnny did the right way. Johnny did what he was supposed to do. Get drunk, have a good time. He, he, like, he Johnny, oh, he literally, the, the one thing he, he did not out? do it was the right way. He, and in fact, nobody's ever done it more wrong than Johnny Manziel. I'm, I'm trying to like remember, did he leave or did he get kicked out? No, he got kicked out. He literally got kicked oh, out kicked by out. the Mannings. He went too far. You could not. He went too far. There's like a point of like, you need to get this drunk at the Manning Academy, but not this drunk. And he got yeah, exactly. Yeah, just yes. a little bit on a scale of again you know, ten being the too drunk. You got get get eight. Johnny what happened to Johnny Manziel after that? Okay, exactly. You know, you got to watch out, dude. It went to Cleveland. You know? he got drafted by Cleveland, which was at the time was also a graveyard of quarterbacks. I mean, dude, do I have to connect any more dots? Uh, I think it's I very mean, interesting that Shadur Sanders is going, actually. Do you think Prime's going to show up? Why? Can you imagine being at a bar in Thibodeau and see Prime and freaking Peyton and Eli? That'd be crazy, dude. That'd be super. I'm crazy. not surprised. I think, I mean, if, if you get an invite nine out of ten times, you're going, unless you have a scheduling conflict like Caleb. It's mm -hmm. a big deal, man. There's, there's, there's It's a lot of noise. That whole um, – throw off with the with the college quarterbacks that one night is a hell yeah. of a time it kind of i mean the rumors that come out of that and the the discussions of what guys are now moving up the draft board based on their performance uh against their peers it's like a mini they literally put together almost a mini combine for the college quarterbacks that that one night and well, you kind of um, get a feel of like which guy is more legit than the other uh, also, if this is a bit of an LSU deep cut, but it was at the Manning camp when Joe Burrow was doing an interview, and this was uh, after 2018, but before 19, right? So this is when Joe Burrow is still, everybody's like, he's all right, you know? He's got a little gumption, but he's not that good. 
Um, Joe Burrow sat there, and in the interviews, he told the media that LSU was going to score 40 points a year. And mm. we all laughed. We we're like, what the fuck are you? Have you watched LSU football for the last 15 years? Like, there's no chance. And this then fuck. they went and scored like 50 a game, basically. Yeah. So Manny Kemp's cool, man. A lot going yeah. on. Um, uh, hey, I, mm, I think mm. we're a bit too deep in the show to do this naturally. I was going to throw to Angie's list. Uh, one of the, excuse me, just Angie now, one of the proud sponsors of uh snaps here on volume youtube.com slash at volume snaps bottom line i'm a homeowner um i'm an idiot and i was trying to fix the siding in my house having no idea what i was doing and i bought black caulk for some reason and i got jet black caulk all over a um like white siding like it was the dumbest thing i've ever done in my life just it looks so fucking stupid and uh, the point is, I needed it fixed. What I do, I hop on Angie. Okay. Got great reviews. Uh, I can look at local people. And next thing you know, bada bing, bada boom, professionals in my area. Mm. I'm good to go for all of your homeowning needs. Download Angie, user made for you in your area. Um, mm, mm, mm. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about this. We got like five minutes here, maybe. Uh, but it's it's coming out, Aaron, that some players may be holding out of the new NCAA game. Um, Remember, we learned that according to On Three, they're about to be getting five hundred dollars. Uh, that's the estimate, about five yeah. million dollars for the total payer pool, which is a bit low out of total pool, right? About five million dollars, which equates to about five hundred dollars a player. And there's some talk, or at least the idea, that some of the best players might hold out uh would you hold out don't do it more money no god no i mean most of these kids played the game as as little kids and 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 dreamed of being on the game and now that finally opportunities come this isn't a let's just go for caleb for instance because if there's gonna be someone to hold out it's gonna be caleb williams caleb you're making two million dollars right now a million two million dollars are you really going to hold out for another 20K? Say you want 20K to be on the game or 10K. Just say you want 10K, what the NFL, NFL guys get. I want to, is that 10K really going to move the needle for you when you're making $2 million a year and you have an opportunity to be on the video game that you grew up watching? Like, come on, like, let's go. And you're about so, to be a first round pick in the NFL draft and make $20, 30000000 million. Just like, uh, no, look, I so, don't know. So I, feel I just you, think I feel you. You, he's but got like, enough deal now that, and I'm not pinpointing. I'm not. I'm not out here trying to say that Caleb's the one that would do this. I'm just saying if anyone deserves to say no, 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 I need more money. It would be Caleb Williams. I just think that he's making enough money right now that man, just that the thought of just being on the game should be the most important thing. Yeah, the thing is though, um, if there's one human truth, it's that people always love more money, right? Like, no matter how much you have, fuck, look at the PGA. Uh, but no matter how much you have, you always just want more. Um, even though, look, I, I think there is something real to the idea that like some players will be pissed off about like a backup third string freshman running back getting paid as much as the three year starting quarterback, but. At the end of the day, for me personally, even though I'm normally always on the side of labor, I feel a bit like a, you know, like a captain of industry here. Like, okay, you don't want to be in the game? We got scabs. We, we, we can replace you yeah. immediately. Like, nobody's buying the game for you anyway. It's nice if you're yeah. there, but if you're not, I have enough people that are. People want to see the stadiums. They want to see the brands. They want to hear the fight songs. They want to do dynasty mode. They want to recruit fake players that don't even exist. Listen, like, the draw there's maybe, there's maybe There's maybe like, 10... Yeah, there's maybe there's right now there's maybe ten elite players in college football that would deserve a little bit more money, that deserve yeah, to sure. maybe negotiate. You know what you do with that? You know, and and, and for you, you brought the five million dollars. You're only spending five million dollars. You take a separate pool of money, fifty k, whatever it is, and you you invite these guys to a launch party. You invite these guys to. Uh, post on social media like hey the game's yep. out make sure you go here and out like you spend advertising dollars for those guys to make them happy everyone else Which congratulations does. on the madden game here's a super type pool yeah madden does that with guys outside of the flat fee that they pay the uh yep. that they play the collective as a whole um i also think uh actually quarterback 
from UCLA, Chase Griffin has some like incredibly well thought out thoughts on the matters, and he brings up maybe some sort of rev share. Um, you're never going to get a lot, but maybe it's like half a point, maybe a point where athletes, you, you like the same, like if you can split $5 million between everybody, well then you split, you know, um, a point of the gross profits right? or a point of the gross revenue, or maybe a point of the profits or half point. Like, like I, I'm not smart enough business wise to know what that is, but some sort of red share would probably go a long way towards just stamping any of this kind of, uh, dissension. Uh, dissension yeah. out. Um, Thomas Dare says they better pay me if they show me sitting in my season tickets on the game. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, you should Ed O'Bannon take it to court. Get get Gordon on. That's me right there. Look in section one eleven thirty a. That's me right there. Dude. Um, I will say this though, I do think EA has the leverage in this situation for all the reasons yeah. we just named. So just go in the game, dude. Just go in the game yeah, so we can play it here on the Snaps YouTube channel. Uh, okay, Aaron, we'll leave you this. They just can't use their names. So that's it. That's true. Um, yeah. How about this to end the show? Uh, Blake Walters, who do you think is the cover athlete, and will there be multiple covers? Ooh. So this is not coming out this year. This is coming out 2020, 2024. Yeah, true. Okay, great point. Yes. Yeah. So Caleb's not even going to be in the game, so we're not even worried about Caleb. Well, back in the day, it used to be a player who had just graduated, right? I mean, but I, can't, I think it's going to yeah. be anymore. I mean, they could. I'm thinking it's yeah. now that you can pay the kids and use their name, image, and likeness, you'd get a current player. I think I think so, too. Uh, it's going to be Quinn Ewers, Texas. He's going to have a monstrous yeah. year. They're going to go 11 and 11-2, eleven and two, and Texas is you know the big brand of Texas moving to the SEC. Quinn Ewers is going to get the cover. It, I mean, I hate it, but if you want to talk about things that make sense, like if Quinn Ewers did have a year, maybe like Texas gets close, they win the Big 12, they make a playoff, like a thousand percent, it's going to be Quinn Ewers yep. on the cover. Um, hmm. yep. Who would I put on? Uh, no, Pinnock's going to be done. Yeah. Nick's is going to be done. I think uh, big brand. I know, Big I know, no. like whoever the new Ohio State quarterback is will have a chance because he'll probably throw for fifty touchdowns. Um, if yeah. Drew Alar ended up being really good, EA yeah, would love to put a Penn brand? State boy on the cover. Think? I think so. I, I feel like Penn State is one of the know. classic college football brands. Uh, actually, I think I think the cover athlete is going to be Matt Rule. You know, after Nebraska takes the world by storm, it's going to be it's going to be uh, Hudson. No wait. Who's their quarterback? Who's Nebraska's quarterback in this year? Oh my God! Again, really? The biggest corn hub fan in the whole world. Don't even know who the quarterback <laughs> is. Yeah, why? They're, they're, they're jumping all over the place nowadays, dude. I don't know. Oh, that's true. Maybe uh, Coach Prime. Nick says maybe Shadur Sanders. Uh, Shadur Sanders would be a, a hefty bet if he balls out. Uh, Prime moves the uh, moves the needle. Wait, but Aaron, who, who's the Nebraska? Who's the Nebraska quarterback? It's former quarterback at Georgia Tech. Oh, Jeff Sims. Jeff Sims. Yes, that's right, baby. I forgot. I forgot. How could you forget being a Georgia fan and that just heated rivalry y'all yeah. have with oh, the Rambler wreck? I hope they keep <laughs> it when they when they when they expand the SEC. I hope they just make sure they keep the non conference rivalries alive too. Can't oh, lose that game for second. Can't, can't lose that gamers tech. You would hate to you would hate to lose an automatic power five win every year on the schedule. Yeah. Just brutal. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. Travis Who's Hunter, Arch. Those are all great uh as well. All right, look, no. hey, y'all. Uh well maybe well maybe not for next year, going into the future. Like if Arch ever becomes a starter and does well, he's a thousand percent gonna end up on the cover of an NCAA oh, yeah. game. Yes. Maybe not Travis Hunter. Uh, all right. Hey, this is the show, y'all. Thank you so much. If you're listening on podcasts, um, please rate it and review it, whether it's Apple, Spotify, share with your friends. We are less than 100 days away from college football. We're going to be cranked up this fall, y'all. And uh, please, 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 again, we're going to be annoying. Help grow the YouTube channel. Like it. Subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. Tell your moms about it. Tell your dads about it. Tell your girlfriend about it. Tell your girlfriend's boyfriend about it. Tell everybody yeah. you know about the Snaps YouTube channel. Aaron, uh, thank you so much. Blake Walter said, didn't Aaron lose to Georgia Tech twice? No, 4-0. No. 
four and oh Blake. Don't disrespect <laughs> me like that. Don't disrespect me like that. Fuck. Four and oh. Wow. Those pit stains, dude. I'm sweating a little bit Jesus. here in the studio, dude. Wow. <sighs> what? Raise your arms up there, Harry Furry Murray. No, that's a sweat wicking Ooh. shirt. I'm in cotton. I'm in cotton. You're in like a golf. Who the like, fuck wears like, cotton shirts? That's a good question. I don't know. It's my OTV shirt. <laughs> that's your fault. That's oh, your yeah. damn fault. That's a Danny Cardenas original right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Thomas says, like, Aaron would ever wear cotton. True. True. Yeah. True. All right. We love y'all. Thank you so much. We'll see you back tomorrow uh, right here. Same Snaps time, same Snap channel for a brand new episode of Snaps. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.